is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it is Ian joining you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to give you an update tonight on our friend Sam, who is still in jail. Some people thought uh, there was a chance that he could be getting out today, and it didn't turn out that way. We'll give you the latest and what the uh, the uh, government goons are saying about the situation but first, we go to your phone calls. That is the point of the show. Let's talk to Avery in Colorado. Avery, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Avery? Hi, guys. Hey, you're yeah, on hi, the air. What's doing? on your mind tonight? Well, what's going on with the Federal Reserve, okay? Uh, the banksters in the world are pulling the plug on the rest of the humanity. This, the reason they've started this collapse is... The technology is getting to the point where they don't need human beings to do their work. The whole reason that rich people have needed poor people was not to make them wealth, but to do things for them, to mine the gold, do this, do that. Well, once they have machines doing it, which is by Cornell University's uh, estimation by 2040, uh, quoting from them, all tasks necessary for human existence on planet Earth will be formed by machines of technology. Okay. That means... Everything you need. Every, you want a house machines do it. You want to build uh, skyscraper machines do it. You want a cop a machine do it. You want gotcha. A, a doctor. So, okay. How do so the rich people get rid of those pesky poor people? Right. So the the ruling elite, aka the bankers, aren't about to bring our economy out of the the mess they they created. Okay. They have, they're collapsing it. Why are they collapsing it? Because they want to collapse the human population very quickly, as fast as they can. There's no evidence the that, po- that poverty causes uh, a, a de-escalation in human growth, in the human population growth. Yeah, in fact, it's right, the right, exact right. opposite. No, they, they, you know, yeah, the poverty has nothing to do with it. They just want to get rid of us. Uh-huh. And the best, way, the best way to do it, well, you, you collapse the economy. It's a proven fact that when the economy goes down, death rates goes up. People can't get insurance. They can't pay for insurance. There's so much stress. You get, you know, suicides. It's a it's a fact. Aren't the doctors uh, part of the aren't the doctors part of the poor people? Oh yeah, yeah. But the doctors will be replaced by machines. Right now, uh, if you want surgery on your hip, it's performed by a machine, not by a human hand, because machines are so much more accurate. You know, computers are just so much more accurate than a human hand that if you want a hip replacement, <laughs> yeah, a robot's doing the operation for you, buddy. And so by that, by like I say, 2040, they don't need any humans for anything. There's only one kind of human that the rich elite banksters are going to want, and that's what I call the tech priesthood. That means people who have in their minds, hey, I can tell you exactly how a cell phone works. I can make the computer chips models. I can tell you how it all works. I'm the guy who designs the stuff. They need those people. They I think you're right. Thanks for calling. So, well, no, 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 no. I want to know what he's going to do about all this. I mean, if it's true that the machines are going to replace everyone and then they're going to wipe out the Earth's population with the exception of the super elite, uh, what are you getting at exactly? What do you think is uh, going to occur? Well, that's what I'm saying. The first the first uh, bring down, okay, remember the, the 9-11 towers come down. You say, oh, there goes one floor. Oh, there goes another. Okay, and the first blow is the economy. Okay, what I'm waiting on is the disease and the war. Now, there was a... Uh, there's war going on right now. You're just saying there's going to be more war, and you're expecting yeah, disease to... War. Yeah, not just a little piddling around wars. Okay. Real, you know, wiping out millions of time wars, 
and there was a, a big pharmaceutical company that makes vaccines, and they shipped as a flu, a bird flu vaccine, live bird flu here's virus. What, here's That's what I don't understand: is is the is, is 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 the economy one of the four horsemen, or does he has he had an added <laughs> odd since then? Oh no, no, the the economy, and I guess I could look at the four horsemen and, and pick which one of them is is you know. Representing the I think he's new. I, his horse is probably green. Wait a minute. Okay, now Avery, what is it exactly? Why would the rich people of the world want to exterminate the rest of the world? I mean, why not just move into some rich enclave like most of them have done and isolate themselves from the you know the riffraff? I mean, and, what's the point? Yeah, in, and take advantage oh, okay, of the I'll, labor. I'll explain that to you. Well, he's saying I, there I will be no more labor. Colorado. Okay. When I got here in '85, you could walk all over these mesas. It's one of the most beautiful spots on the face of Earth. Absolutely. Okay. You try walking out there on their on that pieces of, of land which I used to walk, which were cattle, you know, ranches and stuff like that. The cops are on you in a minute, saying, "What are you doing on my earth?" That's what the rich people do. They buy up large pieces of earth. It's the most valuable thing. You, you talk Ted Turner, you talk anybody rich. What's the main thing they want more than anything else? A big, beautiful piece of the earth. Well, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, sure, we all want pieces of earth. I mean, it's nice to right. it's nice to have places to live that are that are nice and everything. But you know, they 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 are keeping you out pretty successfully. So why is it sure. that they want to kill us all off? Yeah, I haven't. You haven't gotten any sort of motivation for mass murder. I haven't. Really and I can think yet. of another motivation is that uh, rich men probably want to have sex with as many women as possible, and in order to make that more likely, they would have to keep a larger array of them. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but until you get androids that you can't tell. Oh, the, the robots. That's, that's right. The We're getting a the Skynet. Girls, baby. Yeah. It's, it's a Skynet Terminator it's, scenario. <laughs> and she'll do whatever you ask. Uh, have you seen the new Terminator series? Mark? I don't the Terminator watch that television? Nonsense, Martin Gardner, have you seen that one? I've seen Terminator? episodes of it, and yeah. i got to say Summer, I I Summer Glau is, is yeah. yeah, it's uh, pretty scary hot. So... Um, yeah, it, it, I, I like the uh, I like the imaginative side of it, but uh, yeah, you know, you I be think. Better served? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, man. I was just gonna say, I, I think the whole thing is uh, not really the result of some nefarious plot, but just the tendencies of politicians to try to give people things on the backs of others, and if they can hide this sort of thing through uh, central banking, they'll definitely do it. And some people say that it is a plot, um, you know, fine, but uh, I just don't think that there's real evidence to show that to me. Uh, maybe I haven't looked into it enough, and I, I don't think they're trying to wipe out the population. Avery, couldn't you write this in a in a fiction in the fiction book so that you can get out there without getting in trouble? You you write it in a fiction book so that people can see exactly what's going to happen, and you can you know publish it, and you can get this whole story out there, and and it can be complete rather than trying to get it across in a couple of minutes on the radio. Oh, absolutely! In fact, I've been working. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> I've been working on the. Uh, script in the movie i just need to get my finances together i got the script together and it details all this it starts in the well future. write the book first that way you can use the book you can do As you can script. publish the book for free through a publisher um then you can use the money that you make on the book to jumpstart the movie you'll be in there but man. Wait a write minute. the book what okay what i still don't understand i still don't understand two things Number one, what's okay. the motivation for mass murder on the part of the rich people? You say just to own land? Uh, number two... I mean, they're rich. They should just buy all the land. They already have a lot of land. I mean, I don't know how much you can actually use, but uh, if the, is that what you're saying their motivation is, just because they want our property? 
Well, well, yeah, basically they want the earth for themselves. Why would they want us around bothering Now, how many them? people are you talking about here? Because I've known a handful of people, I might call them rich, but you're talking about like trillionaires, billionaires, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 the big people, the, the banks. How many are we sure. talking about? Like 100? The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. 200? How many that, people? Oh, gosh, I don't think. Well, from what I understand, what I've been able to determine, they only want about three to 500 million people left on the earth. Why? Period. I thought you said everything would be done by machines. There aren't three to 500 million rich people. Come on now. How many rich people are going to be well, living? Well, this- yeah, exactly. So how many, how, how many people are going to make it? Now, again, remember, they do need the tech priesthood. They do need the scientists. They do need the smart minds. Why can't okay? the machine? Still not talking about three to five hundred thousand people. But Nowhere wait, near it. Right. And besides that, you're wrong anyway. I mean, if you look at what uh, Ray Kurzweil says about how quick technology is going to uh, exponentially increase, uh, uh-huh. I mean, what would they need technicians for? You could have the machines repairing repairing the machines. I mean, you really you're talking about a world in which there is no point to biological human life at uh, at that point. In which case, my next question is, what do you think will stop these machines from turning on their rich, super rich masters. Oh, well, let's forget the, the super rich masters turning on each other because once there's only 300 people left on the planet, well, hell, let's get it down to 200. Let's kill off the, uh, you know, because I mean... The lower class. Right, the, the yeah. 500, do- 500 uh, billionaires. 500 it'll be, it'll it's be... just trillionaires left. Well, yeah. forget that. Well, let's no, just no, go for no, two it'll trillionaires. It'll be Cain and Abel or Amos and Andy or <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. Right. It'll be terrible. Right, right, Beavis right, and right, Buttheads, more like it. enough. They're smart enough to realize you need genetic diversity. Okay, they need a all their families, all their rich families. Why? How many? There's probably a why would they need that? They're going to live forever. You're talking about a future in which machines can augment biology. I mean, by the time 2045 comes around, we'll have you know the singularity or whatever. I mean, human human biological creatures would be completely irrelevant at that point. I'm going to bring Avery back though because I want to continue because I want to know from him. What he wants to do about it. I mean, making a film, is that going to stop the super rich from destroying humanity? It'll make some money. Hey, there you go. Free Talk Live. More with Avery. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Gardner. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including... The updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list, and you'll know it first. Again, updates.freetalklive.com. So I want you to think about it. What would you do? What's your family going to do if you die? Would they have to turn to the government for help? You can plan right now to uh, take care of your family's income when you um, when you pass away by calling one 800 5893614 it gets peace of mind it's termco insurance it's 1-800-589-3614 what do you call that is that life insurance it is life insurance yep they've okay. got different types there and um you know they they they'll help you out they've got somebody who knows a lot more about it than i do very good 800-259-9231 that's our phone number for you to dial in and bring up whatever you want let's go back to Avery in Colorado now Avery you've presented a, uh, a quite a scary story here tonight uh, just to recap for our listeners just tuning in you said that within the next 30 years uh, you believe that all all products and services will be provided by machines thereby eliminating the need to have living breathing human beings performing those tasks and so therefore it's your belief 
believe that the elite, the rich elite of the world, will uh, take that opportunity to wipe out uh, the human population so they can have the, the Earth all to themselves and their wonderful little machine helpers. Um, does that pretty much describe what, your, your scenario there? Yeah, yeah, and I figure it's, you know, it's, it's going to run in the millions as far as the number of people. I've heard anywhere from three to 500 million they want to bring it down to as far as a manageable number on the Earth. Why would they want that many? Uh, because they, as rich people do, they love big uh, expanses of untouched, pristine earth. And guess what? We're killing the earth. I mean, every human being kind of, you know, just look at the pollution we're putting in, okay? Look, you know, look, look at all, look at what's in China. Are we going to now imagine this technology that I described at Cornell University, that quote was by 2040, that came from Cornell. That's not from Avery. That's from Cornell University. Okay, what do they want? What's their motivation for keeping all these people on their earth, which they want for themselves? What, they, they want all this pollution going on? Well, I can oh, see pollution might be, a, be an issue, but my, you were saying that people want uh, pristine, untouched land, and um, rich people do, and, and really the evidence is that rich people, in fa- fact, want manicured land um, that you know looks great. And I would think you know that for say, uh, deciding which plants are going to live and, you know, doing the grafting and stuff like that, always creating new and, and better plants that you would need to have more people. Well, you're going to, yeah, you're going to need some tech. Again, you're going to, yes, need your tech priesthood. What, what is a tech priesthood? What is labors, that? Okay, all the, all, the unsk- all the unskilled people, forget about them. They're done. Why, what is the tech priesthood and why are they necessary? Yeah, yeah, the tech priesthood. What is the tech priesthood, and why are they necessary? The, the, the tech priesthood is, is a name I, I give the scientists in my movie. In other words, they, they're always going to need expanding technology. Man's mind and desire for more and more power, if nothing else. It, it should be that some of us are curious and just have insight, but the people that are driving... Okay, but do you understand that I'm 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 going along with your vision here, Avery? I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I'm just kind of I'm playing into it just to to ask some sure. questions that I think are very important here. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you quite uh, have gotten the idea of mankind merging with technology. So you're saying they're going to need human beings as technicians, but I don't think you're right about that because uh, because by the time of what happen if what happens if you say uh, if what you say is going to happen actually happens. You're you're going to be living in a world, or they will be living in a world, where the machines have integrated with biology, and therefore there will be no more nece- uh, there be no more need for human beings, because essentially once humans start to augment their brains with technology, the technology will reach a point at which it can think better and do things more effectively than the human brain can. So it will all be the technology at that point that will actually be augmenting itself. Humans will be completely unnecessary, which leads me to my question and you haven't answered it yet my question of what do you why do you think that the machines will even tolerate having uh their elite human masters around okay because what i think mr what kurtzweiler and others miss is the human soul if you sit there and watch yourself think i mean really break down your own thought processes and realize who's sitting in the control room in your brain when you say lift arm lift the arm lifts okay but somebody's doing that when you want to go over and think you're thinking that and the question that chris weiler and others miss which i i go back to the university of miami 1970s mechanical engineer i know what i'm talking about as far as program i mean when i started programming we used decks of cards don't get distracted what did chris miss? go ahead 
but I, I have been all over uh, programming ever since. And, and some Kurzweiler says, oh, no, it's all electrons and flow and uh, design. And I'm saying, no, inside of the designed human uh, computer is a soul. That's and fine, machines, but it doesn't answer the question as to why the machines will not uh, eliminate their elite masters in this be, world you propose. Because the machines, see, the machines can never think for themselves. They will never gain... How do you know? Conscience. How can you make that sort of uh, de declaration? Because, well, well, listen to what I just said. Because when you're inside your mind doing this and following that, and, oh, I want to remember this, I want to multiply this, I want to do this, I want to do that, there's a soul telling the computer known as the brain and the body, the machinery, to do all this stuff. There's an actual soul machines can never have a soul. I guess, you know, there would be some people that would disagree with you, Avery. I mean, uh, how, how can you make that kind of an assured declaration about what machines can and cannot do? How can you say that if machines were to be augmented, uh, were to be augmented with biology, that they couldn't exactly. imbue themselves with such a thing? Right. Or that such a thing would not oh, be imbued into oh, okay. them? Okay, I hear what you're saying. But, but in other words, I'm saying that in, inside the human computer machine... I see what you're saying. You said it over and over again at this point. Right. Let me go to the right, phones. Right, okay. We got Chris on the line in Texas. Chris, you're on with Avery. Chris in Texas, on with uh, Avery. Are you there, sir? Yes. How y'all doing today? Hey, you're on with Avery. Go ahead. All right, Avery. I agree with you somewhat, but I think you're getting a little off course on the machines. I know that's your profession, that's your gift, but uh, I think we need to look at it a little bit deeper. And these eugenicists, what they're called, people who want to control the world's population, who are in control, they're actually in control, and I agree with you on that. But why are they in control? Is because simply our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said they would be. He said these things would come to pass. So you're saying that Jesus right. is putting the rich people in control of wiping out the world's population? No, sir. We're, we live in a fallen world, according I see. to the Bible. And uh, in a fallen world, sin is present in everybody's life. Everybody is a sinner. Hmm. And. Chris. Yes, sir. What uh, religion are your parents? Christian. Now, why do you suppose that you're Christian? I mean, do you think that God uh, decided that I'm going to pick Chris? Or do you think maybe it's just because your parents are? Only through grace and faith so are do you we saved. So you're saying, Lord, that, uh, you're saying that the, the people around the world, the majority of the people around the world whose parents aren't Christians, and so therefore are the religion of the, their parents. This is parents, a good conversation. I'm going to put it on hold for a moment. Aren't bring, saved by grace. God hates them. Let's bring Chris. But recap that in a moment for us, uh, Mark. We're going to bring Chris back. Avery, thanks for your call. I think uh, you know it's a paranoid, twisted view of the future. I and I can't wait to read the book. I don't hold <laughs> it myself, but I thank you for the call and the discussion tonight. 800-259-9231. Now, Chris says he agrees with part of it, and he's bringing in a religious component to it. Uh, so we'll find out what all this is about here and continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Gart. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the uh, of the website for your downloaded convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. I'm one of them. Incorporate your business, create a living will or trust, excuse me, a will or living trust, and even create a trademark. Um, Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. LegalZoom.com. All right, we started the hour out by taking your phone calls. That's what the show is all about. Avery called in to paint a vision of a a dangerous, evil future in which machines will replace all of humanity or almost all of humanity except for like 1%. And then uh, the ultra-rich will exterminate the remainder of the population and live in machine world or whatever. And so then uh, another gentleman called in to agree with his uh, apocalyptic vision. And Chris is back on the line with us. Uh, Chris in Texas. Now, Mark, you had asked Chris a question right there at the end of that last segment. Could you go ahead and recap that? Recap the question? Yeah. Well, um, I, Chris, basically I want to know um, how it is that you can be so certain. And, and you, you really do sound like a guy who's extraordinarily certain, the faith of a mustard seed, as it were, um, that you've got the answers as to what's going to happen. Um, you mentioned the Lord Jesus Christ and, and coming down in days, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I asked you, and you said your parents were Christian, and you're Christian, and I'm just, and you said it was by grace that you were um, a Christian, so I was wondering about the rest of the people in the world. Um, Does God not have grace on them? Are they, you know, because they're brown, he doesn't like them? What's the reason? Well, he created us all. He has an equal love for us all. But you got to be Christian. He does not love one more than the other. But you got to be Christian, Chris. How come? He must. Because God made you a Christian, and he made the rest of them godless heathens. No, sir. uh, He didn't. Uh, They're not all godless heathens. You know, so there can be a person outside of the Christian faith who lives a perfectly godly life. And God is just. And when you stand before the throne of God in judgment, there's no hiding what you did in your life. He knows you better than anybody else. So when I stand in front of God, and I will, and I say to God... God, you know, I looked at the Bible, I, I, I grew up in a Christian school, I went to a Christian, I, I taught Sunday school, my mom was a Christian, I looked at it up and I looked at it down, and as far as I could tell, that Bible was full of crap and a bunch of nonsense, so I decided that I wasn't going to believe it. Um, you know, the first and foremost thing that really bothers me is the fact that uh, in English we've mistranslated Jesus' name. Um, it's supposed to be Yeheshua, but you know, for some reason we call it Jesus. I figure if we got a mistranslation of a mistranslation, translation and they can't even get the name right why should i believe the rest of it is god going to send me to heaven or hell chris it's actually yeshua and just because you looked at the bible i mean you it's, gotta yeah, the bible. there's a there's a contraction there's a there's a shorter version it's like will well, versus william <laughs> yeah well I'm not, I'm not fluent in hebrew but i just that's the way i've heard it pronounced gotcha but anyway uh if you stand before god i can't presume to understand what he would say to you if he said that to him but I would say he left that word here for us, and his son walked the face of the earth. How did he leave it? Well, it's there's, there's quite a lot really of evidence. Write anything quite, down. 
Doesn't that bother you? That, I'm sorry, Chris, that I asked you to. I want to ask you two questions. You didn't questions. even let him finish his, his I didn't answer, even ask though. him to. But, you know, like he, he was going on something. Doesn't it bother you that Jesus wrote, I mean, walked here for 33 years and didn't write crap down? Well, no, that doesn't bother me. He was the living Blind word. Faith. He was the living word. And uh, through his apostles, whom he chose, and through the Christian people in the church, who he chose to pass down the word, that's and through the Holy Spirit that he well, gave the people who wrote write the it word. Down, Mark. Somebody yeah. else's job to write Let me just down. pass it on. I mean, I, of course, I'm going to believe Paul, who wrote the majority of the books of the New Testament, who never even saw Jesus. But, I mean, I should and I should go to hell if I don't believe wait, it. Wait, can we go back? You never. He never actually said you would be going to hell, right? No, Chris, no he won't what, say that. What was your no, answer no, to, no, to Mark? Uh, if, if you were to stand in front of God and say that you you read the Bible, and what you'd be basically saying is you read something that he left here for you that said it is the absolute word of truth. God claims that's what the book claims to be. What if I said, hey, God, what if I said, hey, God, um, on top of it, I want to say, I think you did a really crappy job and you're a jerk for having been down here for 33 years and not having written anything down. Like, if if this all this stuff in the Bible is true and what you say is going to happen, that's kind of how I feel. Well... uh that's that's a personal thing between you and God. I can't pretend to answer that. Do you that believe for it's you, possible? Really? <laughs> uh, do you believe it's possible that if if the Bible was the inspired Word of God, or you believe you know the accurate Word of God, or whatever, do you believe that was the last time God ever left His Word down on the earth? I believe that was the last time that God left His Word on the yeah. earth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, He lives through us at the same time. The written Word, as far as the Bible and what's in it, I know it's been changed. You know, there's a hundred and something different versions of the mm-hmm. Bible now. But it, through through time, I mean, if you do research, like on the discoveries they found archaeologically back in the in the early B.C., you know, 300 B.C. or some of the early scripts that they found, and they match up 90% or 98% accuracy in translation. The Jews were they, very, very good about their translations. You're absolutely right. It's when it gets turned over the white folks that it really starts getting screwed up, Chris. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree let, that. <laughs> let me see if I can bring this back to uh, to the point that you were, you were bringing up originally, because obviously uh, you feel that people have free will. Uh, they can come to God. They can read the Bible. They can see whether or not they believe it. Uh, your your view is that the Bible is literally the Word of God. Obviously, Mark disagrees. You know, I'm I'm in the ring and I'm sort of sitting there saying, well, I I really couldn't tell you. But uh, as far as the future goes, the uh, the point that you brought up. Uh, about the original conversation we were having about technology taking over man and destroying man. Uh, we're all going to be cyberized or Dalekized or something like that. Davros is going to be sitting there taking <laughs> care of us, exterminating like us. Yeah, really. Um, th- that point, however, the point you were making was not that Jesus said that it would be and therefore, therefore he wants it to be. It's just that Jesus said this is coming because he could see what man was going to bring upon himself because of his, his foibles and, and his uh, free will bringing, bringing about this uh, age of destruction. Is that correct? It's not that Jesus wants this to happen. It's Jesus said this is going to happen and this is going to be your future. That's correct, sir. And yes, God wishes that none should perish, not one, but all should come to repentance and learn his way in his heart, and he wishes that none perish. And if you believe the word of truth, that's what that word of truth says. He doesn't believe that, Chris. You don't believe that for a second. Um, Does God exist in time or out of time? God is time. God created time? Is that what you're saying? No, God is time. Time is God? 
Well, no, no. So he, God created that, time. He's I'm that pretty sure man created things. time. He's, he's, he's everything that we could ever perceive and more. So he could ever created know. time. God created time or not? God created the heavens and the earth. I don't know about time, but he said. Well, he either exists in time or he created time. Do you understand? Well, is time the same here as it is on on Venus? You know, I don't, I don't know. It is. We just know what we know here on Earth, and God set the time and the. No, we know what happens on Venus too, man. Um, it, like the time is the same on Venus. It's well, going around the, the Earth. I mean, the days yeah, and weeks are different. different rate. Right, that that much is true, but yeah. time is still passing at the same rate. Unless Man's you're time, unless you're yes. going a heck of a lot faster. God either created time or he didn't create time. I suppose you could make the argument that he is time, well, which well, makes it a very interesting thing. Well, if you take but, the pantheist view that everything is God, then yes, of course God did God create is, time because yes. time is a creation of man. Man observed the. So if God created time, he knows what happens at the beginning of it, at the end of it. And so therefore, his will is, because he created all of it at once. Yes, good point, Marco. His will is that this will happen. His will is that everybody that goes to hell, he wants them to go to hell, Chris. He's sending them right there with the demons, burning alongside for the rest of eternity, baby. In a technological apocalypse. He wants to see your sister burn, Chris. Chris, your thoughts? Wow. Well, I... You guys, too much. But, uh, out, I'm telling you, Chris, you've got a silly religion. Step back for a second. Take a deep breath. It's silly. It's Thank a you bunch of stories, man. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free. Now, some of the stories may have some elements of truth to them. And Absolutely. There may be some Allegorical stories. Good yeah. stuff. Right. Happy Easter, Mark. 1-800-259. I'm so bitter. I am so bitter. 9231. You bring up whatever you want. Comment on this or anything. It's Free Talk live this is free talk live you dial in bring up anything 800-259-9231 that's the sickle cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com the features are completely free uh, so enjoy those and if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com enter through amazon.freetalklive.com to the amazon superstore dozens of categories including gardner goldsmith's book hey which is live free or die live free or burn with mark in hell and, yeah right. <laughs> it's gonna uh, happen used items even so if you need to save a few extra bucks you can do it at amazon.freetalklive.com just enter amazon through that link and free talk live will get a percentage of your purchase. You can call in, bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's talk to Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, can you Dave. hear me all right? It's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. That is correct. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? Well, uh, I just wanted to bring up some stuff about uh, uh, all the events that went on on April 13th where all these activists were arrested in Keene, New Hampshire. Okay, yes. Uh, there were mass arrests with seven people arrested in one uh, hour's time. Can you hear me okay? We've got you. Go for it. Yeah, it sounds like you're okay. making like space well, anyway, noises. There was something that happened that day that was kind of interesting that has uh, kind of gotten overwhelmed by the other news. But when I was actually in there being arraigned, they were arraigning me for trying to videotape, trying to get in the courtroom to videotape. Um, the uh, The judge actually told me, I, you know, I said, basically, he asked me a question. He's like, how do you plead, basically? And I said, well, uh, I'm going to respectfully decline to answer at least some of your questions that, you know, in protest of your ban on cameras in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And his response was, well, uh, if you don't like the ban, you can file a motion 
But until a motion is filed, the ban will remain in place. I have no idea what that is supposed to mean. I mean, because people have filed motions to get cameras in the courtroom, and he's denied them before. Right. Interesting. I mean, you're talking about a man who has had you arrested, Dave, uh, and our friend Sam, who is currently in jail, uh, has had two people arrested and others threatened over using cameras in his court. And so he lied to Dave. I don't well, know what he's saying. I mean, can't say well, that for now, sure. Let me, let me... Let me ask, though, have any of us actually filed motions, or did we just go through their process? Th- their process is filing a motion, and that's No, what... actually, their process is just, you're supposed to just call at least, you know, a few, few days in advance if possible. They've What's told the us to file and motions, and I have filed uh, a motion and had it, uh, had it denied. So, uh, and now Nick okay, Ryder so is he... filing a motion uh, for the upcoming May 1st trial of Andrew Carroll and Mike Barsky, a couple of the other activists, one of them on trial for holding marijuana in a public place, the other on trial for organizing Freedom Fest, a public uh, event. And so he, is, he has put 10 days' notice in this time to give them plenty of time so they can't say, well, you filed this motion too close to the beginning of the trial, so we have to reject right. it. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens there. Right, yeah, I just took that when the judge said that. I didn't know you'd file the motion, but I took that when the judge said that as like, you know, well, this is something he's showing as a possible way that if we do this, then he'll lift the ban. That was kind of halfway the impression that I got. Now, you could be correct. Maybe he was just blowing smoke. Um, uh, And maybe you're right. You know what? I don't know, Dave, if I can recall. if I, I know for a fact I filed them in a different court in New Hampshire, but I can't say for a fact that I filed them at uh, at Keene District Court. So maybe, you know, maybe that's what he wants is just people to bow down to him uh, to to the extent of filing the motions and then he'll let it happen. Uh, But at the same time, as Sam has pointed out from ObscureTruth.com, our friend who's currently in a jail cell over bringing a camera in there, as he has pointed out, if it's a right to the freedom of the press, then he doesn't have to ask or should not have to ask permission in order to engage in what is allegedly a right. I understand where you're coming from on that, Ian, but can you see that if, let's say, a hundred freedom activists wanted to film in his courtroom and it was their right to do so, that perhaps it might be somewhat disruptive and maybe break a fire code or two. Like there, that, like there might need to this, be some kind of attenuation on this, that uh, right. This shows you the unworkability of the government justice system. Because sure. if you are going to have a government justice system wherein people's tax money is used to make the system work, then you have to be open to everyone going in, uh, admitting as many people as want to be admitted, and it doesn't make a difference. Uh, it doesn't matter whether the court can't function or not, because the rights of the people to have their tax money uh, recognized in that system must be recognized. If there were a hundred people in that courtroom, Mark, it would be a disruptive situation whether or not they had cameras. That that's room. It's a room that could barely even hold, I think, a hundred people in the audience area. And of course, that's an it's a, it's a ludicrous excuse because that's not happening. There are maybe a handful of people with cameras. Well, even if there were and even if there were a half dozen, it would uh, it would still be uh, it none of them are in the way. They're but, not distracting but, anybody. But that's all academic because if you had a private justice system then you would be signing on to their rules voluntarily. That's true. So because you don't have a private justice system, the justice system creates these problems for itself. How can you recognize rights, the right of a free press, if those rights might impinge on the proper functioning of your court system? The two are incompatible, and the reason they're incompatible is because rights supposedly are based on our freedoms and liberties to be able to do what we want as long as we're not impinging yeah. on someone else, and the government does not. So they're, they're incompatible. Dave, you're still here. Am I still on? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, now, uh, a couple couple thoughts, you know, regardless of the philosophical side of it. Mm. I just think it's appropriate to, to make sure everyone knows that he said that so that the next step he takes, we can put it in context. Yeah. If he does uh, throw away uh, Nick Ryder's uh, plea to record, mm. uh, which is filed as a motion, then we'll know he was just blowing smoke on this, and yes. we'll know something more about him. That's uh, a great on point. the other hand, it's probably good to know. You know, the, I mean, I think it's just good to, to good to report on what he said that no one heard. Yeah, feet on the ground type of thing, Dave. Clearly, uh, that's that's really important to keep in mind. And I, I love the way that this could be pushed all the way to the Supreme Court as far as the, the First Amendment goes. Um, the Supreme Court, actually, it's interesting because the, the First Amendment is really only a federal proscription against Congress infringing on the freedom of speech or of the press. Uh, local uh, local states and towns were supposed to uh, be allowed to do this thing under the constitutional purview, but it's been uh, totally reread over the years. Dave, I'm glad you brought it up tonight. Any other thoughts? Well, you know, just whatever the Constitution says, whatever the law says, those aren't our protections. Our protections are our willingness uh, to to say no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and more people are going to say no as time goes on, and I thank you, Dave, for being one of the first to do it and uh, encouraging others to do so as well. And, of course, we're talking about this situation that is, uh, it's not just a New Hampshire thing. I mean, this is happening all over the country. You try getting into your local courthouse uh, with a video camera and see what happens. Uh, we've seen the, the freedom of the press being, well, oppressed around the country in several different examples uh, to the point where the police are cracking down on even mainstream media sources. I mean, uh, here in New Hampshire, we've seen some evidence of favoritism to where the uh, district courts will favor the established media as opposed to somebody who's like a YouTube uh, media person like Dave at RidleyReport.com, where they'll let a newspaper photographer in, but they won't let me in, or they won't let uh, you know somebody else who isn't as established uh, in with uh, with recording de- uh, with with video recording devices. So you know, in this uh, new worse, in this but... new day and age with uh, YouTube and blogs and all that stuff, and people people you know running legitimate media organizations completely on the internet. Some newspapers are going completely internet. There needs to be new provisions, and the court system, because it doesn't service the public in the manner that uh, you know a free market thing will, simply has to be pushed. And I have to say that I, you know, I, I want to be upset with the, uh, the 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 civil disobedience people that are, you know with this circumstance. I can't be. It seems like a brave thing. Like yeah. they have to push this. And I think you make a great point. You know, I heard an interview a while back uh, with someone from a newspaper, New York newspaper, and he was. Lamenting the fact that newspapers were all going to go under. He says, where are people going to get their information? The reporters aren't going to be out there. And this is exactly it. We need to we need to see the government people open up to a new paradigm, which is not going to be based on the traditional news gathering sources. These are going to be individuals with particular interests in watching certain types of stories. They go out and cover those things specifically tailored to their kinds of interests, and they are their own editors. And you can rely on them or not rely on them based on how factual their reports are so if you've got a blog you're the news as far as i'm concerned yeah. and that's the way it should be but they are resisting that change at every possible turn yeah, definitely Gardner, if you don't, don't have your that. little card from the local newspaper right. yeah mm-hmm. well because as you experienced when you were having your radio career a couple years ago they they there was some real pressure coming from the the general manager uh, general uh. manager in the sales department essentially saying gardner you can't be 
oh, asking yeah. these questions of these politicians that you've had on the show. You're upsetting some, you know, upsetting the apple cart, and uh, people are very, they're going to pull their advertising from the station, and so you it's know, amazing. We can't, we can't and, have you and doing And you know this. what's funny about it is that now my listenership at the website is bigger, is like three times bigger than what I would have had on any given day on, on, on the, the radio? radio show that I Absolutely had. Absolutely true. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything bad about any stations, but when you're talking about an AM station out in the middle of the country someplace, yeah. man, I did it in the middle middle of a city, and there were times that, you know, you're talking... <laughs> In a, in a week, you might have some 2,000 listeners sometimes. I mean, that, in, so your average quarter hour could be double digits. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But uh, rest assured, the new media here in New Hampshire has not been deterred by all this tyranny. Hour two is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com is the site. We do have people on hold, and we're going to get to your calls. We're going to take a uh, quick uh, a break from the, the regular callers to talk to a man who's actually behind bars. I mean... He gets preference here because he's in jail, okay? Uh, so we're going to go to Sam. He is uh, Sam of the Obscure Truth Network at ObscureTruth.com, documentarian, uh, filmmaker. He is also the uh, sometime co-host on this program when he's not in uh, in jail. And he's with us from jail tonight because last week he was arrested for attempting to record with his video camera in the lobby of the district court here in the Keene, New Hampshire area, from which uh, this is the area in which we do this program, has been in jail ever since, uh, beginning uh, initially with being very non-cooperative, not even giving any information whatsoever to the jailers. They uh, they essentially kept him in max as a result of that, eventually giving up a very small amount of information so he could be released into population where he will have, would have access to a phone. Uh, he had contacted us last week. We had a nice interview with him uh, at that time. But, Sam, you're back on the air tonight after a day in which you thought there was a chance you could be getting out, but it turned out not so much. What happened today? So, well, to back up, yeah, the, the Ivy had gone in, filed a motion with the court, and they said, you know, if I would agree to process that uh, I would be released on my own recognizance, according to Eli Rivera, the, uh, the prosecutor, prosecutor, Rivera, yeah. Yeah, Rivera. Of course, this is the same man who said that I was screaming any time they touched me uh, in the handcuffs, when not, and it was, you know, when they were dragging me because of the bracelet, and so he's... 
Right. They had tightened the very... handcuffs down uh, so tight that uh, the, the the bracelet, the metal bracelet you had on at the time, was was essentially puncturing your 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 flesh, basically, and causing quite a bit of pain. Right. And so, you know, apparently he's been dishonest again. Um, now they want me to process. I've processed in the jail as John Doe, um, which is perfectly okay. And then there's also, they haven't charged me with refusing to write, to give a name. They've charged me with, with refusing to be fingerprinted and photographed, which they never offered. They never got past the name. Mm-hmm. And so uh, nothing happened until this afternoon. They came up and told me to come downstairs. I asked what was going on. They wouldn't. The, the guards, of course, lied again and told me she didn't know. She had no idea. So I couldn't call you guys to say that the, the video arraignment was going on to get actual members of the public there to witness what happened today. And uh, I was called in with uh, Judge Lane, I guess, as the backup. And somebody that sat in the chair, I don't think it was Rivera, it was another, maybe the county attorney. And uh, nobody was in the courtroom. And essentially what he told me is that uh, I would I would be, that I, I had to process before they would do anything. Um, that if I didn't give my full name, that I would be held indefinitely in jail. How is it, how would they figure out what your name actually is? I mean, let's say you told them your full name. How would they be able to verify that? I don't know. Well, also, um, you have the right to remain silent. That means you have the right not to no, give your name, from what I can tell. You don't have any rights in New Hampshire unless you, you have the right to consent to the government, and then they'll decide what rights you get. That's true anywhere. But my question is they, have, they, they would seem like they would have to have some kind of system in play for people that choose to remain silent. Aren't they, are they not going to give you a trial? I mean, I want speedy trial. Let's, let's go ahead and have a trial for my charges right now, and then I'll take the time for them, and I'll do them under John Doe. I mean, you could do that, right? I asked the judge if if this was on the record. He said it was, so that means this thing should have been recorded. I hope somebody gets the video because the judge told me, you will. I asked, am I to be held indefinitely? And he said, you will be held indefinitely until you give your name. So your right to a speedy trial, clearly uh, your right to speedy trial is being overlooked because they are trying to put these impediments on there to break you to make sure that you, yes, they're threatening to do this, to make sure that you conform to their rules. Exactly. Great. So I'm going to sit here. Um, Hunger strike continues. Uh, I've also sent a request in yesterday to visit the legal library so I could do something to defend myself. That was ignored. Um, wow. I sent another one today. That's been ignored so far. Some of the other uh, prisoners got together and wrote a request on my behalf saying that I should, requesting that I be allowed to visit the legal library or they have a computer with a card on it that I can uh, use, mm-hmm. requesting that that be brought in. And uh, so far they haven't done anything with that either. Uh, one of the other prisoners is actually considering uh, joining me in the hunger strike. They're hearing the things that are going on, the stuff that went on today, and they're just shocked. So that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Eliciting the pity of of convicts is not easy. No. I mean, that's something, not, Sam. But they're they're really kind of looking at this. Just you got to be kidding me. 
We uh, just as a, a an interesting story to share. As you know, yesterday there was a protest that went on outside of uh, the jail that they're holding you in. We had approximately 19 people show up, and we were holding signs and walking around the facility and even singing songs uh, yesterday. And kind of like the city of Jericho. And, well, the walls, didn't, the walls didn't come down, no. uh, but uh, apparently you told me that they had actually put you guys in lockdown, so you weren't even able to see uh, any of it. Could you hear it at all? Right. No, the the walls, the windows are like three inches thick, and yeah. uh, you can't hear anything. Some other people said they saw it. I asked the guards as they were coming in, and uh, they would say, oh, I asked them how many protesters are out there, because they wouldn't even tell us why we were locked down, and they said, oh, two or three. <laughs> the uh, so were out there. I held up the, the little card that uh, came in from mail to jail uh, that said something like, "A concerned group of of uh, citizens can change the world. It's the only thing that ever does." And I was holding that up for the camera and the guards to see in the bubble who were watching us on video and, of course, watching the protesters. You guys outside. Nice. Yeah, at one point, one of the protesters went and held his sign in front of one of the outdoor cameras by the by one of the back doors. <laughs> so basically, covering up the entirety of the camera's view with one of, with one of the signs. And uh, there was also the the female uh, lockdown area. I guess not lockdown area, but the the cell where they keep the the lady prisoners right. is on the first floor. And I guess they were at their window, and their the glass on that window must not be as thick or something. And because they could, some of the protesters heard them say something like, "We love Sam." <laughs> Yeah. They've been waving to me every time they see me. <laughs> okay, so when, whenever you come down to the first floor, the girls right. wave at you? All right. I don't know what. They like me for some reason. You're a folk hero in there, man. Wow. And Sam, you know, you're standing up for something that, that really needs to change, needs to be changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was away last week when, when this was happening, so this is the first chance I've had to talk to you directly, person to person, friend to friend. So, uh, you know, I don't know what your plans are, my man, but uh, everybody's talking about this. So I'm hang in there, and if you guys can keep calling people, keep raising awareness, let people know what's going on here, tell this story. Yeah, one of the things I've been a little disappointed with is how little attention this has seemed to have uh, garnered from the liberty community. Uh, I mean, this is a far bigger, to me, this is a far bigger issue than what happened with the couch a few months back. And I feel like, I feel like you know, there was a little more attention given to the situation that happened to me. And I don't know what the reason for that is. Uh, I mean, you're as visible, if not more so, than uh, than I am as far as being a personality is concerned. And uh, the, 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 t- the tyranny in this case is Far worse. I mean, it wasn't just you, Sam. It was seven people that were arrested on this Monday. We're talking about mass arrests of liberty activists, and I don't know. Maybe I just haven't seen the coverage, but it seems like it's only been mentioned on a handful of blogs of people that are closely connected to the uh, the liberty movement in New Hampshire. And of course, the Sentinel has published two front page articles, but I don't believe either of those articles has been picked up for syndication. Uh, you know, I haven't seen anything on on Lou Rockwell. So, if our listeners can do anything to help out here, as far as contacting their favorite liberty-oriented news sites, contacting major media, contacting uh, New Hampshire-based media, and getting the word out about this. I think that's one of the most important things that can happen at this point, because it seems like there's a, it seems like there's a blackout, whether intentional or not, on, on this news. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, really, what can I do here? They won't let me see Ivy, my lawyer, anymore. They're denying me access to her. They're, they're just clamping back down, and they're willing to throw people's lives away to be right about their authority. And the fact is, we notarized the document in my full legal name, and so they have it. They're just wanting to be right and wanting to teach me a lesson and wanting people to consent to their rules. 
They don't want this to set a precedent. That scares them more than anything. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Sam, we've got him with us live from jail. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring on anything. Style toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you've got a question for Sam... From the Obscure Truth Network, also co-host here on Free Talk Live, local activist here in New Hampshire, early mover of the part of the Free State Project, was arrested last week for attempting to videotape in a, a courthouse. I guess there might not have even been tape involved. I think it might have been flash. But anyway, used his video camera in a what was allegedly a public place, was arrested and has been jailed ever since, was told by a judge today that he will be held indefinitely until he gives them his full legal name. Uh, and at that point, they are claiming then they'll let him uh, have a hearing as to whether or not he'll be able to uh, to get out of jail at this point. That doesn't mean that he won't go back to jail later on the three different charges he's been brought up on, including disorderly conduct. Uh, let's see. What are the other ones? Uh, they dropped the, the theft charge. Right, Sam? Sam, do we lose you? Do we have Sam here? Oh, wait. I potted him down. Me? We got you now. Go okay. ahead. Okay. There's still a uh, resisting arrest and also failure to process, which is only defined as a failure to fingerprint and be photographed, which I was never offered in the first place. Now, are you saying that you would have allowed them to fingerprint you? Yeah, I mean, I would have no reason to really resist that. Okay, well, that's, that's good to know, I guess. Um, so you're just saying that they, they asked you for your name. You never provided the, your real legal name, but you, uh, you, you did I answered them with Sam I am, and then they just wouldn't get past that. Well, actually, in the holding cell... They told me, you know, your friends are, are going to leave here. They're just going to be given a summons or whatever. And, you know, all we want to do is give you a piece of paper. I, when they shut me in the cell after the cop that arrested me screamed something and slammed the door like a four-year-old stamping his feet <laughs> when he doesn't get his way, <laughs> um, they came back in and they're like, one of them goes, all we want to do is give you a piece of paper and we'll let you go. And I was sitting there meditating, and so I held out my hand for the piece of paper, and they go, oh, well, uh, you've got to give us your name and date of birth and security. But they never once asked me to be fingerprinted or photographed, and hopefully the uh, surveillance videos and audio will show that as that's well. That's the key. you got to make sure that's on record, that it's never yeah. been mentioned. Now, Interesting. I tried to file motions to... Uh, to save all that, but the judge just walked away. He said the hearing was over and walked off and wouldn't hear any of uh, any of my motions that so, asked him to hold all that. One of the things we pointed out recently, and I was trying to give credit where credit is due, that this jail that you're in is one of the better jails out there, but that's still not saying very much. I mean, even though the jail is run by a man who, uh, who considers himself very uh, compassionate and uh, is trying to do as much within a, the strict confines of an inhumane system as he possibly can, that still isn't saying a whole lot about how great it is. Yeah, they're not keeping it freezing cold in there, uh, and so it, it could be worse. The guards could be beating you every day. Uh, but on the, on the other hand, I mean, it's it's been less than desirable as far as you told me today that there were feces floating around uh, in the, the cell that they put you in. What was all that about? Well, actually, the day room area, the toilets have been backing up for three days in a row, and it just started flowing out of the toilet uh, the first oh. day I was put in here. My cellmate was on visitation with his family when uh, they did the clothes change, so he's going to stay in his clothes for five days. Oh. Uh, you know, same underwear and everything. 
Oh, my gosh. Uh, people in this room haven't had haircuts for over two months. Some of them are going to court with long beards and scraggly hair, which has got to impact the judge and the jury and the people's perception of them. Mm-hmm. And it's something they have absolutely no control over. People send request after request here. They give no receipts for them. Um, they just it, they can just ignore them like they're doing with mine. You know, it's, it's, it's right. Ridiculous. And, and Sam, how many of these people are awaiting trial uh, in situations like yours, or have they been convicted of things and they're in there for a certain period of time? A lot of them are awaiting trials. Uh, one guy's been in here eight months waiting for trial. So they're being treated uh, this way, and they have not even been convicted of a crime. Right. This is the way the system was designed to work, isn't it, Guard? Is the executive branch gets to arrest people and then punish them for months on, an, on I, end before I know. they go before the judiciary? I feel like I'm hearing stories of Guantanamo Bay here, man. You will be held indefinitely. That's a quote from the judge. Unbelievable. So I know that uh, Ivy is going to be hitting the courts again uh, here, and she's going to be working on your behalf as much as she possibly can, even though, as you say, they're not even allowing you to see her at this point. Uh, you're, you're very restricted in, in what you can and can't do, and they're not even letting you use the law library to do your own research. How can you even? Ha- how could you even participate in their system if they're not even allowing you to learn about the system they're demanding that you participate in? Well, they don't want me to. They want me to just break, and they're willing to throw people's rights away until I do. It's all about obedience, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's about control and obedience. So it's sort of like a, a thug coming up saying, give me all your dough. That's participation. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Let's, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got Steve on the line in South Carolina. Steve, you're on with Sam. Hi, guys. Sam, you're on, uh, you're, you're on with Steve. Go ahead. Or Steve, Sam, go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is, what I'm looking at is it sounds like Sam is being classified as a terrorist. Well, you would think, I mean, it sounds like it, but they're not. They haven't made any kind of uh, statements to that effect. They're just willing to hold me until I consent and give them what they want. Well, the thing is, when you said you were being held indefinitely until you gave them some sort of identification, but you did. I mean, even with the Charleston Police Department, they're like, uh, you know, just give me your astrological sign or your Aquarius, Leo, what, my I mean, legal, that is a form of identification, my... and then they go from there. But the thing is, is, is when you're being held indefinitely, the first thing I thought was Guantanamo Bay being they... held indefinitely. I mean, even those guys have uh, rights, and they can actually seek attorneys in the United States. And, and you're a United States citizen, and they're not allowing you to seek anything. I mean, you're and just... They, they actually have my legal birth date right now. Um so they they know that they've got I've given them limited information. What they don't want is for me to get through their system as John Doe because they know that other activists will follow in my footsteps, and that scares them. These people are just fear they're they're just scared of losing their little system and and seeing the uh, Free State Project members gain any kind of footing. So they they're seeing their power actually slip away. Yes, and it scares them. And so now I'm hopefully, you know, some of the inmates here or some of the other prisoners here will uh, see what's going on and take up the cause as well. Steve, I I thank you for the call tonight. You're right, Sam, about your analysis that these folks are scared. And it's not just the government bureaucrats that are scared, but it's the supporters of the government system that are scared. Uh, You've obviously been missing all of the uh, the Internet activity that has surrounded this. And, of course, lots of posts over at freekeen.com. And the uh, the news articles at the Sentinel, uh, the local newspaper here in Keene, 
there have been a number of comments from people that are very upset uh, about you know that you would dare go and try to record in a courtroom and, and disobey the Not judge in a courtroom in a lobby or in the lobby right but you know they believe it's the courtroom whatever and if somebody would print those up and mail them to me I would love to read them in here. So oh, it's can, a waste of your time, absolutely. The people that are making the comments are, 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 are complete morons, um, you know, that the facts don't even confront them. They're not even, the, the facts are only something that they can pick little things from so that they can use them against. They but just, they're scared. They're just hate-filled morons. One of them and anger and stupidity go very poorly together. One of them made a Sam, threat, Sam, have you though. signed anything? Have I what? Signed anything. No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, no, that's it, Ken. All right, good having you. I want to put you on hold here for a moment, and we're going to bring Ivy on during the break. She's going to consult with you briefly because, well, you can only call landline telephones when you're in jail. So if you've got friends that have cell phones and you're in jail, have one of them get a landline phone installed because it's the only way you're going to be able to talk to anybody. More coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, it is your show. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away. So if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. All kinds of things you can do there. Uh, easy stuff. Low-cost ways to promote this show. And In fact, many ways, uh, many of the options are totally free. So head over to promote.freetalklive.com. And that is promote.freetalklive.com and help us get the show into more ears so more people can hear about the ideas of freedom and hear about what's happening to uh, to real courageous freedom activists like Sam. Uh, that we've got to help him get the word out about this. Uh, we've been posting all over the place over at freekeen.com. Now, Gardner, you've been out of town for a week. You've yeah. been, uh, recently, you took a trip to, I mean, this is kind of fun news, you took a trip to uh, to Great Britain, yes, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It was a little project we did. What just Real quickly, what, what were you going over there for. Yeah, all right. Well, on the lighter side of things, while all this was going down, my friend Malcolm and I were out there in association with my website over at the Liberty Conspiracy. Um, that would be libertyconspiracy.com. Right on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, so we uh, we had talked about it, and I have some friends who work for SFX Magazine, the big science fiction magazine out in uh, based out in Bath. And the show Red Dwarf was coming back, and yes. we feel very closely about it, and it's close to our hearts, and we just decided, you know what, we could watch this, get it through BitTorrent, you know, maybe not the Pirate Bay, but someplace else. <laughs> and uh, Pirate Bay is still open. It's yeah, still up, true, yeah. true. And uh, so we decided, you know what, let's do it. So we worked something out with my friend Steve O'Brien, who's a writer for SFX, and we decided that we would uh, we would go out there and we would do audio blogs for the website, something completely apolitical, something fun, and occasionally throw some politics in. Check out what the airport security stuff was like. Talk to British people about uh, liberty and things like that. And you even and, talked about the Mile High Club. It was yes, good stuff. Yes, and we actually saw two people head off to the bathrooms for the Mile High Club <laughs> on, our, on our flight out, and it was hilarious the way that they had strategized the whole thing, the way they worked it out. The it people was really or the, uh, the, 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 the man and the woman? Okay. The, and it was, well, see, it's good to hear that part. 
Yeah, and the, the trick about it was that the woman was so attractive, she was easily noticeable. If yeah. uh, she had been less attractive, we probably wouldn't have thought, wouldn't have thought twice about it. it. And was he hot, too? I guess the women thought she was pretty hot. Our, we got to be very good friends with the flight attendants on the flight. They liked us so much, they gave us bottles of wine. And uh, so they came over to us and said, hey, did you see the Mile High Club people? So it was interesting. The flight attendant people, I was talking to them about the right to keep and bear arms, about pilots not being able to carry firearms because the government doesn't so that allow them. Riveted them, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they're all they're all up on that. They're all in favor of, of in fact, one of the ladies was going to buy my book after we talked. I mean, she's clearly on this sort of more conservative libertarian side of things, and she was just really frustrated with what, what the TSA has been doing and the federal government's been doing. The other one went originally from England. Uh, she seemed open to the ideas anyway. So we spread the word a lot and uh, had a great time. And watch Red Dwarf, and uh, it was it was a blast. We so really then you come time. back here to all of this. Everything, yeah. yeah and, and in my computer, my, my hard drive's been down. Glenn Jacobs uh, of uh, Adventures of Citizen X has been uh, nice enough to help me out with that. So my hard drive's down. Somebody broke in, tried to break into my car. Oh, my so gosh. It's, yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare since I got back. And, and you know, so, the, you know, hearing about Sam, this is stinking... So I'm hoping, Gardner, that uh, we can convince you to talk about this on your show. You got it, man. You have such a much larger audience than we do uh, on the (laughs) internet. On the the, the podcast, it's the the truth. That's really odd. It's very, very strange. Yeah, I don't um, like it much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you, I don't like it. Well, I always knew that somebody could do this better than uh, than we could, and Gardner is the proof. All right, so, uh, so not just Gardner, though. If you've got a blog... If you know somebody who has a blog, if you you know if you've got contacts in the media, or if you don't mind contacting the media, even if you don't know anybody, contact the national media. You know, call uh, talk shows, do whatever you can to help get this story about Sam being abducted by these government people for trying to record in a, a public court lobby. I mean, this is a story that deserves a lot more attention, in my opinion, than it is getting. And uh, I'd please do whatever you can. Contact uh, Freedoms Phoenix. Contact Lou Rockwell. Contact all the big Liberty uh, blog sites out there. Get this out there because once it starts to hit those big areas, it'll spread out from there in a in a much more effective way than I think it it has been. I mean, unfortunately, FreeKeen.com, the site where kind of all of the news about Sam is essentially coming from, isn't really uh, the most popular of blog sites. Well, I out was there. thinking, Ian, and I mentioned it to you guys off the air. I think this just happened to coincide with the time that everybody was getting geared up or enacting the big uh, Tea Party rallies. So here you got a guy who is being trampled upon by little or medium-sized Leviathan, the the court system in the state of New Hampshire. And everybody's concentrating on all the things that are happening on the federal side. And, you know, yeah. rightly so, they're doing that. But uh, you, this is all part and parcel to government itself, the system of government. doesn't matter whether it's the, the federal government or the state governments. It still is destructive to personal liberty. And, and Sam's just a perfect example and a shining star, too. Great guy. All right. So I just wanted to encourage people to do that. And then there's a, a handful of other things, uh, of, of ideas uh, for you over at freekeen.com. Look at the Sam Jailed Indefinitely update uh, for a few other ideas as to what you can do to help Sam out. Because we do want to get him out of jail. And we uh, obviously he's not wanting to break. He is not wanting to give in to these people. He wants to go through and process through as John Doe. And they do not want that. So he needs as much support from us as, uh, as he can possibly well, get. Well, they're, they're clearly stopping. Uh, for one. One, to punish the man, why do they need his name? 
Um, I, I don't see any yeah. reason for that. They're stopping the fact that, uh, you know, that he, he deserves a speedy trial and he has the right to remain silent. Those are the things I'm told. It's my understanding you have the right to remain silent and you deserve a speedy trial. There's nowhere in there that if you, ha- if you choose to, uh, remain, remain silent, silent you'll be you will be in prison for the rest of your life. I mean, that's a bunch of crap. It's <laughs> incredible. I mean, the man doesn't change if the name is different. No. So if they he want still does to, his they're, time. they're punishing him now. And that th- yeah. this somebody has been in there eight months, hasn't even had a trial. I mean, where where are the attorneys getting in to represent these guys? This they're, is they're, these are the they're not being paid. Where's the ACLU for stuff like this? It doesn't. It if takes they you have, guys. It, well, if you don't have enough friends on the outside who know what they're doing, yeah. the ACLU is never even going to hear about this. That. Is happening everywhere. Yeah, across every the country. county across the country has the same issue. They can't. The, the ACLU cannot address that issue. I think that one of the things that's going to come out of this, when this is all uh, when this is all done with, as far as just Sam's part of this whole drama that we're seeing unfold here in uh, New Hampshire, as these activists continue to pour in. From across the country, I think one of the things you're going to see, and because I've, I've heard other people have commented on this, they've said that uh, essentially they want to start doing prisoner outreach. Like oh, this is yeah. going to spawn some sort of a prisoner outreach a uh, program yeah. to start getting the ideas of liberty into the, the, the jail cells of New Hampshire. And, of course, you're welcome to duplicate all of these ideas where you come from, but good luck finding the amount of activists you'll need to actually execute some of this stuff. Um, so because we have so many activists here and more are moving all the time, more and more uh, liberty outreach becomes possible. And so I think that'll be great. And, of course, then we can become more aware of all of these prisoners' stories and what's going on with them. Because our only contact with these guys has been when some of us have gone in. When I went in, I learned about the stories of the, the three guys that I was housed with when I was there for the weekend. Yeah. Sam's been there a week now, and he's had a chance to meet a number of these guys. And, you know... The, some of them made some mistakes. They might have done something violent, but uh, he said that most of the guys in the violent side of the jail, in the maximum security lockup side, he says most of them are in for VOP, yeah. which means that they were in for a violent offense, did their time, were probationed out, and then, you know, got caught going too fast down the highway or whatever, VOP, you know, drug, uh, drug tested back in or whatever, and were locked back up into maximum, even though they didn't do anything to hurt somebody the second time. Uh, Ian, you mentioned that uh, this has been covered by the Keen Sentinel, correct? Front, two front-page stories on the mass arrests here. In One of them was on the mass arrests yeah. last week, and then Sunday morning was a front-page story just kind of about free staters, uh, which some people are very unhappy with, and that's a whole other Smear. issue. I see. So, so they haven't specifically gotten into this case of a totally nonviolent man walking into the lobby of a courtroom. Not particularly deep. They did mention it in the, the, in the initial article. So the the reporters are aware of him, and he's invited them to come speak to him. I'm not sure if they're going to take him up on that uh, that invitation, which is why we need more independent media. We need more new media, more people coming to New Hampshire, getting active, creating more media, because we've got some stuff. We've got radio, television, and newsprint, but we need more of it, I think. And I think that's all coming, and you can be a part of it. So go to freestateproject.org, check that out, and more Free Talk Live is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. 
And those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. There are lots of reasons you might want to hide valuables around your home. Asset forfeiture, bank failures, burglars, ex-spouses, housekeepers, your kids. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. The guide contains detailed pictures to help you, and most are, most of these little projects are under $50. It's StashYourSwag.com. And it's a it's an ebook, and you can get it for under seven bucks. And they had a little problem with their website, so uh, we read the we read this same commercial last mm-hmm. week on Monday. Gotten it all fixed. You notice you haven't heard it until now. Uh-huh. It's all fixed. If you went there the first time, Try again. Wh- whatever the issues were, they're they're taken care of. And I and I hear the issues weren't great. Somehow they had been labeled as a bad site. Somehow. Right, right. Yeah, okay. so, so it's been, your swag it's been solved. That's good. All right, we continue here taking your phone calls, and we'll talk to Cliff in Florida. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. Cliff in Florida, going once. Cliff in Florida, going twice. Hello. Cliff. Hello. There you are. Yes, I am. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was calling about Sam. I just wanted to say that um, <clears throat> this is actually a, a pretty good opportunity for people that work for the government in, in New Hampshire, you know, police officers or, you know, uh, teachers. Uh, firefighters to actually contact this judge and say, hey, you know what, you know, we work in the same system as you, and what you're doing is wrong. I think it's good, you know, when people on the inside, you know, if, you, if they say that they're, you know, they, they actually really do care about the Constitution, or they want to follow at least that, follow the Constitution, they they, they themselves should be, you know, letting their peers know that what they're doing is wrong. It doesn't seem like like many of them are too interested in that. I I was talking with a police lieutenant on the phone. Uh, Mark, you hosted a local talk show here in the Keene area. You were co-hosting it over the weekend. Uh, It's called Talkback. We actually stream it live when it happens on our Free Talk Live streams uh, at 9 to 12 in the morning Eastern Time on Saturday mornings. Anyway, you were co-hosting this particular show, and they had a police lieutenant in in there. And I called to, uh, to ask this guy, well... To, to, to basically talk to him about enforcing the law and uh, asked him, you know, what laws does he have to enforce as a police officer? Uh, he said, well, I have to enforce any law, you know, any lawful order. I have to follow it. And I said, well, what what is an, a lawful order? How can you determine what a lawful order is? I knows him when I hears him. That's pretty yeah, much, right. you know, was the answer. I mean, like he doesn't. How could he know what all the laws are? It's not humanly possible to know all that. Uh, and I said, well, is it a lawful order if it violates the Constitution? Well said. And well, he doesn't really seem to be too concerned about what the Constitution says. He just seems to be more concerned about following the orders he's given. So I agree well, with you, Cliff. It would be great if there were government bureaucrats like that out there. Uh, but most of the ones that uh, that I've met that have similar beliefs are are frightened to uh, to talk about their beliefs with their coworkers. Yeah, last thing I wanted to say was just um, you know if they call themselves public servants, it's it's a damn shame. It's a real shame. Well, they're serving mm-hmm. themselves uh, with our tax dollars. Thanks for the call, Cliff. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Now there are some of the uh, the government bureaucrats that have gotten so fed up with the system that they just don't care anymore, and they are willing to speak out. I've, we've seen obviously the law enforcement against prohibition members. Those are mostly retired cops, so they don't really have a uh, 
they don't have a, an iron in the fire, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're they're not really risking anything by speaking out against prohibition. Whereas somebody who's currently on a squad, on a police squad somewhere, is risking political retaliation if he speaks out against the current policy. So they really have to get over this hump of not caring about what the consequences are. Like if they're concerned with uh, you know being forced to do the overnight shift or being you know uh, cut their having their hours cut or not getting overtime or whatever the the political consequences will be for them supporting liberty and and not and withdrawing their support from the authoritarian state, they really have to get over that hump and most of them just aren't there yet because they they are scared about losing their paycheck. Well, and yeah. and this is that it's an issue that I wouldn't count on on people that work for the government at all. The only thing that you, you can't. Can, the only thing you can count on them for is perhaps a certain amount of leniency when they have the ability to give it, and that's great. I'll take it. Yeah. But uh, you can't. You you simply can't. First off, the uh, the um, the justifications that one will go through when one is getting a paycheck. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you're not going to ever. You're not going to. A socialist isn't going to walk in here, and I don't care how persuasive that person's arguments are, and convert me. I make my money off of being a libertarian. It doesn't matter whether the. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, plus, hopefully, once you've accepted the non-aggression principle, you couldn't possibly go back. I, I, I'm, to I'm assuming yeah. that the, assuming that the two philosophies are equal, ah. or even that socialism is a better philosophy. You can't convince me because I am economically incentivized to it, yes. not to be. In, you can't. You can't rationalize convince. it away. And you know, it's interesting because you, it, it, the two are not mutually exclusive. Clearly, for many of the police officers who are out there, many of them do think they're doing right for the community. They're upholding the law. And they're deriving a paycheck from doing what they think is helping their their uh, immediate community. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, that pressure, that that monetary pressure that you brought up, Ian, uh, is the sort of thing that you've got to get them to wake up. Uh, you know, you you're absolutely right. The leap guys are mostly retired law enforcement guys. They've got There's nothing to risk that. now, yep. exactly. And all the other guys, if they see that something's wrong, if they can recognize, hey, you know, this isn't helping my community. This is destructive. Uh, this is hurting people who aren't bring, hurting anybody in any way whatsoever. If you can get them to wake up to that, they still have to get over the fact that if they speak out, those political pressures, those monetary pressures are going to hurt them. And it's even more uh, difficult for them if they've built a, a, you know, they built a family around that career. I mean, if they've been in that government career for years and they've got a wife and kids and that's helping pay to put the kids through college and helping put food on the table. I mean, if it's just you all by yourself, it'd be a little, maybe a little bit easier to step out of bounds, so to speak. But if you've got other people that are counting on you to make a living to help support and feed them, then it makes it even less uh, likely that they're going to step out of line and speak out against this tyranny. And, you know, I was speaking with Anthony Gregory a while back, and uh, he was talking From about... Pay- yeah, absolutely. Genius, brilliant man. And uh, he was talking about paying taxes and uh, saying, look, you know, uh, you know, p- some people do recognize that their taxes are going to pay to kill people yeah. overseas and to harm people on in, in this uh, United States of America enclave that we have. And I think on a local level, uh, we recognize that uh, this monetary pressure that is put on the police officers uh, is, in a way, funded through our acquiescence if we are paying our taxes. And at what point do we say, you know what, step back and try in every way possible not to fund that machine? You turn out of your home. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, I it's am very, funding, very, very hard. I yeah. am forced to fund my own oppression and the oppression of my friends. My friend Sam, our co-host on this show, is right. behind bars, and I'm paying for it. 
right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> there's always buying an RV. If I stop paying <laughs> for it, then they're going to throw my family and I out of my ho- out of my home that I thought I owned. They're going to send men with guns calling themselves the sheriff to my home and throw me and my family out of it. If I say, you know what, I don't want to pay to have peaceful people like Sam and a whole bunch of the other guys that are in that same jail imprisoned for any amount of time. I don't want to pay for it, and I'm done with it. I don't want to pay for this uh, government indoctrination system that is like 60% of the tax bill that I pay here in New Hampshire. The education, indoctrination. I do not support this government, this pro-state indoctrination system, but I'm forced to pay for it. And if I don't want to pay for it, look, I have no problem paying for plowing the streets. Got no problem paying to keep the traffic lights operational. Got no problem with any of that stuff. But the stuff I do have a problem with, too flipping bad, Ian. You got to pay for it, or your family will suffer. Yeah, and the that, same thing applies to everyone else. That really tosses the tosses the artifice off this whole uh, neoconservative concept of you give up, you voluntarily give up a little liberty for the sake of some protection of your liberties. What? Well, they take a little bit. They take a little bit at a time. Um, I, I don't know that I ever got an opportunity to, to voluntarily give up anything. Yeah, what are they? Talking I was about? raised in a world with, that had X amount of liberty. That liberty has decreased for me. I mean, I'm, liberty has changed for different people throughout American history. But the government has gotten bigger and bigger, and inexorably, it will crush itself under its own weight. I don't know who it's going to take with it. Yeah, and you know, something that that, uh, I've thought about, when people were doing these tax day protests, they varied in city to city. We've already spoken how awesome the the one that uh, Jason Osborne, Sharon Osborne, organized in Defiance, yeah, from SACL, that they put together. But some of them, everybody, you know, they're all talking about liberty, liberty, and this sort of thing. Mm. Um, and, And... I think, were they really? Well, it's interesting. I think many of the people who are at the protests do believe in, in liberty, maybe not to the true libertarian sense, yeah. the anarchist sense that we do, the, the free market sense. But I'm afraid that in schools, they teach kids in the government schools that liberty just meant just having the government that you want, mm-hmm. not Great the British point. government. We can come back and talk more about the tax, uh, the tax day tea party things, because I actually had a story about that as well. But your calls are the primary element. We'll continue with those here in moments. Hour 3 is coming up, 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and we're launching into hour number three of the program. You dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. It's another week of fun and excitement, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the tea parties. I know, Gardner, you had something to say, and you didn't have enough time, in my opinion, at the end of the last hour. But let's get to these calls first. Dan is in Kentucky, and he's been waiting patiently. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. um, I called after that um, that Christian called in, and Mark... uh, Maybe it was a little bit harsh on him, but yeah, uh, that's pretty mean. Mark is jaded. You know, <laughs> I, I'm so yeah. bitter and mean about it. And you know, I, I I walked up. I was using the bathroom. Not that you really needed to know that. You also had two no. uh, c- cans of Doctor Rocket tonight. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Thunder. I get so 
I feel bad. If Mark has uh, too much caffeine, he kind of goes off. You're definitely you've definitely come down since then. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have a caffeine allergy. It makes me mean. <laughs> okay. Well, mean. Well, I, I wanted to call in and pretend to be a Christian, but I can't do it. So <laughs> anyway, so I was thinking that. Uh, well, anyway, so I've been going to the Unitarian Church for a while. Uh huh. And and I I don't have any. I'm not very religious, but. And my buddy's been going to the Quaker church, and we kind of meet up and compare notes, and we we both kind of like liberty. And uh, so I've been, I haven't been going to Unitarian as much. They're a little bit too liberal for me. It, it, it at first it's okay, but then it kind of grinds at you, at least with me. And uh, so, but then, but the thing we notice between the Unitarians and the Quakers is the Unitarians have a, a better structure, while the Quakers don't quite have the structure. They have to if they come to a decision, it has to be unanimous, or at least nobody has to can't object. And now you're uh, telling me that's a worse structure. I mean, to me, I I, I really find democracy abhorrent, and I like I like the fact that the Quakers uh, are against democracy. Yeah. Because the Quakers okay. have, throughout time, been the minority, and they probably saw, hey, this whole democracy thing really stinks. Yes, but uh, I'm not sure about your specific one, but there's people in the church that kind of strong try to strong arm their way, and even though they're not supposed to, or not the church, the meeting house or whatever it is, right. I don't know, the, the friends group. Or, Every one of but, them is different. I mean, that's that's how it is with the Quakers. Is I mean, you're essentially you're talking about everybody's equal there. I mean, obviously, some people have more uh, relationships with than other people, but everybody's equal. And uh, who pays the rent on the the facility? I can't even figure that out yet. <laughs> they get that they they sell the oats, Quaker oats. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, anyway, so I was just listening to that, thinking about your. Um, anyway, I'm just a listener, and I'm very interested in how that goes. So if you so what you're talking any- about is Mark's conversion. Yeah, because I'll, Mark, I'll yeah. keep you updated. I um, you know, I went to a different Quaker church uh, this Sunday, and I found it very interesting. And yes, you went clearly, to the bigger one, right? I went to the bigger one over in Putney, Vermont, and uh, uh-huh. I, I try to keep my mind open on how, what people from Vermont are like. And I'm not very good at that. I'm, I'm, I'm I know I'm a prejudiced guy, and I have to you know constantly dismantle that. But I, uh, I I found, yes, the same thing you're talking about. I drove in. I saw a couple of Obama stickers. One of them had a little peace sign in it. Oh, boy. And, um, you know, I, I pulled. I made sure I pulled my little little red car with the Ron Paul sticker right up <laughs> next to him. So he got a chance to see that when he went in, and, or, or she. And, um, you know, I, obviously that's going to happen. It, it happened at the Unitarian Church, too. I mean, they're just as uh, liberal, but they at the Unitarian Church, you can't – there's not even a place to come from for peace, you know, what do you Quakers. Mean by that? Well, come um, from the, the thing. The thing that pa- Quakers are big on is they're a peace church. Yes, they're about nonviolence. Yeah. Well, you can immediately start working in on the the violence pr- principle with a Quaker, whereas a Unitarian, it's like screw it, socialism's the way to go. Give me my hammer and yeah. sickle. So they don't even recognize socialism as predicated on violence. The the Quakers don't, don't but at but, least you have the, a place to come from. They right. got it. Likely but they the were Unitarians don't. They 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 don't as grasp much. it. They don't not, get it. Not as much. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's they're bigger. You know, I, I mean, just, they, they just I feel more comfortable there, and I enjoy the service more too. Every time I've I've been around a Unitarian church, I find that you know they usually have I love Vermont NPR bumper stickers. Uh, a lot of them wear patchouli, and you Blech. know, and they're all hardcore lefties. 
It's well, not all of them, but a lot of them are over there in, in Vermont. Now, I went to a uh, church that was. Uh, you know, what was new, it like down in Florida, though? I new mean, Thought. Now, that's not a Unitarian church necessarily, but very but, similar. But didn't you go to a Unitarian church down in Florida too? Um, I had been to Unitarian churches, but that was really it was a New Thought church. This is going to be a growing about that, the church. Now, now answer our questions. <laughs> I use <laughs> that terminology to describe it to you, Ian. Um, it was not a Unitarian church specifically. It was the Sarasota Celebration Center, and it was a New Thought church. Got it. But. These things are, you know, there's fine lines in a lot of these uh, th- these religions, and it really depends on the preacher. If somebody's worth sitting there and listening to for an hour and a half, I'll sit there and listen to them. But, but I'd rather doesn't s- happen. At- I'd rather sit in silence at a Quaker church um, than uh, listen to some person I don't find interesting at the Unitarian church, which is what was happening here. Mm. Okay, Dan, okay. what other thoughts do you have? Um, that's that's all I have. Thanks for the call Thank tonight. You. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So are you feeling now, after two weeks of being Quakerized, Mark, that you've made the right choice? I love it. I'm really excited about it. Um, I, you know, I can't. I just. I can't tell you. I. I just enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the church would do a lot better for me if they had like really 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 sexy preacher women yeah. like Eve Miles or Elizabeth Hurley or something. But I guess that would sort of undercut the whole approach. Well, the what's whole point. what's the sexy woman content of the Quakers? Um, well, at the one in Keene, it's uh, it was uh, it was not great. I mean, there were there wasn't a lot of variety there. Yeah. Uh, not that it's going to do me any good, mind you. I'm just looking. I'm scouting for other guys. Yes, um, you, have a, you have a wife. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in the one in Vermont, it's a much larger church, and certainly there would be more options. So it's not I, a bunch of old ladies? You've got to keep an eye. You got No, it's not. Okay. It's not like you would expect for, from any of the Christian religions. You've got to keep an eye out for stray, uh, you know, pubic hair unshaven in different places <laughs> in Vermont, you know? Like it's bad news. Hair okay. in the legs, hair All in the right. pits. Let's go to the phone. <laughs> no good. Let's talk to Ed in California. Ed, you're on the amp line. Hello. Ed. Oh, wait a minute. That's my fault again. Ed, I think we can hear you now. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I got kind of excited when I saw uh, Chuck Hurley was in the news last week. Uh, he is the C- the C- Chuck Hurley is the CEO of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Hmm. which, uh, as we know, is no longer against drunk driving, but they're vehemently anti-alcohol, and he just got nominated to head up the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Oh, no. Wow, that's not oh, good yeah. news. <laughs> oh, jeez. So these, yeah, are, these Mothers this, Against Drunk Driving characters are very authoritarian folks, and I remember one time, just to, I know you're going somewhere with this, but uh, just to give our listeners an example of who we're talking about, if you don't pay close attention to them, uh, we did submit a request for an interview to the Mothers Against Drunk Driving people, and they refused it. So they obviously were not interested in gaining any publicity from being on this show. Uh, I guess they did their homework and figured out what we were all about and did not want to have in any way any kind of controversial interview or confrontational interview. They only want to stick to the safety shows that are just going to ask them the uh, the questions that they send to the hosts and that kind of thing, a controlled kind of press uh, press interview. They had They did not want anything to do with Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the guy that, you know, of course, supports primary seatbelt laws and more sobriety checkpoints and yeah. more red light cameras and more mandatory airbags. And it's just going to be a, a, a mess since he's going to be in there setting policy. And mm-hmm. the thing that really struck me most was that he is he actually has pushed in a couple of states for, um, you know, they have these mandatory uh, um, uh, ignition interlocks for first time drunk drivers. And he's actually pushed to have those mandatory on oh. on vehicles oh, yeah. in New York and uh, New Mexico. Yeah, I've heard about oh, that. 
Yeah, I've heard about that on all the cars. Absolutely. And you know, you know what's interesting is you can draw a very, very interesting lesson. You know how we were talking about the justice system before and how if you accept the government justice system, then you're going to start ex- accepting all the restrictions that they place on your liberties. And the, the analogy is clearly drawn over to the roads. I mean, for many libertarians, uh, we recognize that the road system, uh, it really impinges on our rights completely in so many different ways. The right against uh, self-incrimination, uh, you, you're not being allowed to move around, your Fourth Amendment rights are, are destroyed in, uh, out on the roadways. And it would be interesting if people could start to recognize, look, just like you don't need the government to run the roads because private private co- companies can do that, you don't need the government to run the justice system either. What, why do you need government involved with these services? They just destroy your liberties when they get involved. And now you've got one of the top busy bodies in the country being elected to or appointed to the National Transportation Safety Administration. That's bad news. Just goes to, this goes to show that the uh, liberals aren't liberal. They're authoritarian, just like so many of the Republicans No are. doubt about it. Ed, thanks for the heads up on that, and thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in, bring up anything. The toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI is 1-800-259-9231. That is, again, toll-free, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both of them are free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Garden, when I say SACL CAI, what's the first thing you think of? Jason Osborne and Freedom. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much sums it all up. Yeah. you got a business, uh, consider SACL CAI for handling your accounts receivable. Competent, nice folks at Sport Liberty. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. Keith is on the line in New Hampshire. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, hey. great. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, you just moved to Keene today from another part of the state. That's true. Thank you. And, Sweet. of course, we're encouraging all kinds of folks to move up here to New Hampshire. We've talked a lot about the Free State Project, and you're one of the more active uh, people in helping promote the Free State Project. So what's on your mind tonight? That's true. Actually, I was at one of the tea parties on April 15th, and I've, I've heard several days now people have been talking about their experiences with tea party. My experience was pretty good. I did some networking, handed out some Liberty Flyers, but I thought, you know, why not do more? So I decided to get involved with some people are calling the next step in the tea parties. Yeah, what is the next step? That was one of my questions. What are they going to do now? Well, some people are saying that the end of Fed rallies are the next step, and they're going to happen at all the Federal Reserve Banks on April 25th. That's a great idea. Oh, I thought that had already happened on the 15th. I thought they did that on the same day, but... I guess not. So in the Fed, yeah. there's there's one branch right down in Boston near South Station. That would be great. So, Actually, okay, so we're moving from right. one protest to another protest. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of protesting, but I th- I'll do it anyway. I'll still participate in it because I think there are some benefits, and I think that one of the major benefits is the networking that goes on because new people inevitably will be attracted to all the commotion, and that's a good time to talk to them about freedom. And So what was your experience in, in reaching out to folks when you are at the uh, the tax day protest? Um, basically, I just handed out flyers and talked to people. But like you said, I mean, it's just a protest. I mean, so I thought you could do more. So I decided, why not get a speaker to, um, you know, represent my views at one of these 
protests to get people active, to encourage people to do something that's meaningful and could really change their life. You mean so as opposed to, to some of, Republican politician that's going to get up there yes, and promote his or her exactly. next campaign? Um, there were several Republican politicians that were so boring to listen to at the New Hampshire. Right, because all you have uh, to do is just party. vote for the Republicans now, and they're going to turn it all around. They're going to make government oh, yeah. small again, just like they did in the 1990. No, they didn't. So what is your, <laughs> what's your plan exactly, Keith? So I was looking for a speaker that, that had some of these qualities, someone that that's involved with politics and maybe civil disobedience also, a member of the Free State Project, a famous member of the media, and someone from the Keene area, because after <laughs> all, Keene is the media capital of the world when it comes to liberty media. And? So the perfect person, according to all these, is my hero, Mark Edge. Oh, Edge. oh I thought so it was somebody sweet. else. I was waiting for my, who's going who's gonna to speak. I will, that in fact, be speaking at the end of the day. Yeah. Guys... So that's right. Mark is going to be speaking April 25th at the um, Federal Reserve wow. Bank in Boston. Um, <sighs> Gardner apparently has been there. He knows exactly where oh, it is. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Absolutely. I am going to wear my running shoes, too. And if the, the uh, Secret Service guys come out of that building, I am booking <laughs> <laughs> now, make sure that you get a PA system that actually works. The last time I was at a rally up this way, uh, somebody rented a PA system, and it kept failing on them during it. So make sure you get one that's uh, that's absolutely well, functional. I'll speak on that in a second. I, I can't I have to save that for the end. But um, just the rally will be from um, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and if people are lucky, they might be able to get Mark's speech on video. Now, and is there a, is there a website? Because this is going on around the country. I mean, we don't want to just focus on nor- the Northeast here. Uh, what's right. the website folks can go to to find End out the where Fed. their nearest rally is? Just go to endthefed.us. You could always just Google End the Fed if you want. But Endthefed.us. Rallies going on all across the country. Great opportunity to get out and meet some like-minded people. Of course, you're probably going to meet people that don't quite understand what liberty is all about, but that's your opportunity to you know, get some information into their hands, maybe about uh, the Free State Project or Free Talk Live. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can print up some Free Talk Live flyers and get those into people's hands. And so it's going to be a good opportunity to uh, to network. Work, I think. And then I have a surprise about this, but I can't tell you it now. But it's going to be oh, more you than tease. you think. Okay. What's, it, what's it going to be? It's going to be what's, what? the, what's the hint? <laughs> if I, I can't tell you, Mark. <laughs> it's going to be more than I think. Is that what you said? It's a bigger surprise than he could imagine. Hmm. All right. All right. Sounds dramatic, Keith. When will Dancing you be able, girls, it when, sounds like to me. When will you be able to reveal this surprise? Uh, I'm not sure. It's not really legal. So. Oh, boy. So just have to spring it when it happens. So how will you know? How will our listeners know when the surprise has been revealed? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that everyone knows at some point. Okay. All right. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Keith there, a great example of somebody who made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and he is one of the biggest promoters of the Free State Project in general as far as getting it out to people elsewhere in the country and getting the idea out there so more people pick up on it and move here to New Hampshire and get active. But he's one of the uh, a good example of somebody who moved to New Hampshire. In his case, he moved to the East Coast. And uh, then he's decided to move over here to the Keene area because, presumably, because of all the action happening. Yeah, well, he, must, it, he must have been drawn here for some reason. I, yeah, I'm presuming that uh, because there are more people coming here than ever before, and you can go and get more details on how to uh, or, or reasons why you might want to move up here. To move, uh, go to move.freekeen.com as we go to your calls. Mike is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Ampline. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's on your mind, Mike? Hey, Mark. A- 
about a or your son's birthday was your first birthday was recently, wasn't it? A couple few weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe it's March the twenty fifth. Um, I was just wondering how a certain aspect of your fatherhood went oh. so far, and <laughs> that is that about uh, a year and three or four weeks ago, you were talking on the air about how you were trying to make an agreement with your wife that you wouldn't or that she would be the one to wake up after midnight or when you guys were sleeping to change the diapers or something like that. Did that Was that right? Uh, well, it was uh, much longer before that. I mean, we discussed it all the way um, you know, through, and uh, we, do ha- we did have an agreement that, uh, in fact, she would be the one that would get up and take care of those things. One of my concerns was that I didn't want I, – I don't go back to sleep well. If I'm up, uh-huh. I, I might be up for the – if I get up at 3 to change a diaper, I might be up for the rest of the day or, mm. or it'd throw me off until I had to go take a nap at 11 or something like that. Yeah. I work um, to, support, to support the family. Um, right. I encouraged her to stay at – you know, be a stay-at-home mom because I didn't want to do that. Um, and I do believe a child, you know, should be taken care of in a certain capacity. I'm not really interested in having a kid in order to have, him, have that child raised by um, nurseries. I'm not saying that, that, that people who do that are evil. I'm just saying that's not what I – was interested in doing yeah and these are this is the feedback and she was interested in being a full-time mom or mostly full mm-hmm. and uh she does some work but she works at home while he you know plays plays on the floor so has she stuck to the deal is um, the question. All, uh, jack was ill one evening before we had to go on a flight um where he had i guess a temperature or something like that and it was about 2 a.m and that was the and, and so she wanted me to wake up to help her put him in the bath to cool down that's the only time she has asked me to get up to take care of the child. Wow. So she stuck to her word, yeah. just Good as she girl. said. Well, you know, and uh, I, I, I tell you, women hate me for just, uh, you know, having this conversation. <laughs> Why? Because, you know, they don't want to be held to the word, I guess. There you go, Mike. Thanks for All the right, call, dude. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the site. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the features include the archives. If you've missed a moment, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience at freetalklive.com. You know email is not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Well, wrong. Uh, privacyharbor.com is an easy-to-use, secure email alternative that's guaranteed. You can sign up for a free account today at privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. Privacyharbor.com. All right. We continue with your phone calls. Sean is in Minnesota. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gard and Mark. Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, I want to alert folks about Senate Bill 425, and this is a law that's pending right now before the Senate. I don't know how many of the politicians are supporting it, but my understanding is so far the majority of them are. This is a national piece of legislation? 
Yeah, before okay. the U.S. Senate, yes. yes. And, and, and if this law is passed, uh, you will need a special federal, per, federal permit to transport food across state lines. You will need to have, to have a license from the federal government. So wait a minute. If I want to go a on a garden. picnic – wait, wait, wait. If I want to go on a picnic in Vermont – then I'm I'm going to be subject to these federal food transport rules. This must be for truckers. I I don't think I well I wouldn't put anything past the illegitimate federal government, but mm. no, I don't I don't think it is going to specifically cover something like that. It's okay. going to cover uh, uh, mass distribution of food. So. Well, the feds are already regulating that, aren't they? I mean, what's what's new about this? Uh, well, the permits. You, 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 you're going to need special permits to transport. See, right now, right now, you can actually send. If you're a food distributor, you can send if send food mail order to a customer in mm-hmm. California or Texas or wherever without without having to to apply for special permits, and that's what's going to change under oh. this law. And what, but, but, but the big thing that disturbs me about this law is regulation of home gardens you will need to have a license from the federal government to have a, to have a small garden if you have an apartment with a balcony or a house with a yard you won't even are you be able sure to have you're a not garden. exaggerating i've heard this same i'm not statement. exaggerating oh I, don't, I don't i'm not saying that it's, i know that it's true but it may be you know it may be sort of blown up sort of thing that liberty community's been looking at i didn't i can't I can't wow. muddle all the way through this law in order to be able to find it. What's the What's the number on that again? SB what? S four twenty five, and the S stands for Senate. Right. It, it, it's S four twenty five. Where did you get Where did you get word of this uh, news? Um, I heard about it on one of the talkers on your network. I think it was. I think it might have been Catherine Albright or maybe Alex Jones or somebody. And then I looked it up myself. It's on GovTrack. What's that site? I think it's GovTrack. That's wow. A, that's a that's a site that lists. Okay, this is all. the Food Safety and Tracking Improvement Act. We have heard. Yes. We have heard something about this in the past. Uh, this is going to be bad news as far as it's going to, from what I understood of the description I'd heard before, it's going to require that some sort of tracking system be implemented that will track every single yes. food product and where it's sent, which will dramatically increase costs to smaller food manufacturers, mom-and-pop businesses that are that are yes. doing food manufacturing and distribution. Uh, so that would be a, a big deal about this. That's the, the, the part of the story that I'd, I had heard. I had not heard anything about the uh, small gardens being regulated. Not that I disbelieve it. Uh, it seems like it'd be kind of difficult for them to enforce that particular one, considering yes. how are they going to know uh, if you have a garden or not? Are they going to start requiring people to fill out it's forms not the, they buy seeds? It's not everybody. It's that one person that gets you know That's caught true. up in it. Or you know, they, you know I, I don't know. They're selling something off a farm stand off their property or whatever, yeah. and somebody decides to go after them. So that's a good point. Yeah, if you're selling yeah. the food, it's it's more likely that somebody's going to come after you. But if you're just growing tomatoes in your backyard, you might still be okay. I don't know. I haven't read the text. I don't know exactly how it'll be implemented. And uh, certainly, getting information off of the radio is not, you know, a, a guaranteed way to do things. You said you you followed up with your own research and you found similar yeah. information. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I looked up the actual bill on Gov GovTrack. It's it's govtrack.us. Uh, if, if, if I remember the name correctly, it, it, it's a site that I do go to periodically. Mm-hmm. I never pay attention to the name. But it's a site that lists all pending legislation in both the House of Rep- 
Representatives and the Senate. And and and, and speaking of you guys, since you mentioned a uh, uh, curbside selling or whatever, there is also uh, language in in the law that that will require farmers markets to to have a tracking system to track every it's single horrible. thing that's sold. That's oh, totally. This could potentially put farmer's markets and, well, any small-time seller out of business. And yeah, and yeah, that's one of the it. intentions, right? It's the intention. Yes. This is a law that's, you know, you can relate it to that story about uh, the, the lead legislation, the Consumer mm. Product Safety Improvement Act. Uh, it was that act. Anything that was, with lead that would, it would block resale of old books and uh, right. bookstores. Yes. And uh, young uh, people under the age of 12 can no longer have products that have any lead in them marketed to them at all so essentially we read this one story about how the mini biking like mini dirt yes. bikes or mini uh, motorcycle bikes that they buy people buy for their kids basically they're completely being put out of business by this legislation uh testing they're mandating testing on all products that are marketed to kids under the age of 12 and so all of these mom and pop companies that are you know building toys for kids <laughs> They would have to pay thousands of dollars for every for every single product they want to release in order to get it tested for lead, and you have to put a like a lead certification certificate inside every package, and and it's just you know a crazy amount of new regulations. And of course they and you, we correctly pointed out, and our callers did as well that this is something that's targeting the the mom and pop, the small businesses because they can't afford this stuff. Whereas Mattel and Hasbro yes. can easily absorb a few thousand dollars for uh, per product, and they can spread it across the, their whole product line. It won't cost them very much. It won't. They'll have to raise their prices a few cents at the store to cover it. But that's that's the that's it. So it's no big deal for them. It's like water off a duck's back. Whereas for a mom and pop, it's a big time uh, change in business and possibly going to put them out of business. So it sounds to me like this food safety and tracking improvement act is the exact same thing for the food industry, where yeah. they're putting more burdensome regulations on every provider and of course the big companies the Monsantos the uh, the Philip Morrises out there what they they renamed themselves didn't they like I forget what their new name is, but they, yeah. Philip Morris has gotten a new name. The anyway, Satan, Kraft, Phil- General Mills. Oh, Kraft is owned by Philip Morris, as oh, I understand it. Yeah, but okay. uh, but Philip Morris, for instance, is out there, and they're going to have no problem adding this new tracking system. That's not going to be a big deal for them. Again, hire the lawyers, get the job done, spend the money, you're done. But if you're a mom and pop business that's just getting the rent paid and managing to pay the employees at the end of the you know the end of the week. And you don't have a whole lot of money left over. How are you going to afford to implement this new system? How are you going to build those? Uh, how are you going to handle this? There are people going that are going to go out of business because of this stuff, and it's frustrating. It's unbelievable. Uh, just to, as an aside, you know, you mentioned the other the other bill with the lead. Uh, you know, one of my good friends, Nancy, is the association president for Annie's Bookstop, and they all get these notices that they spread around to the bookstores. They deal mostly in used books. These small bookstores would have to test any of the children's books Crazy. that they that they resell that if they were you can't afford that it is no it's impossible it's, it's impossible you, it gets hard enough and to make money off of I good thought, books i thought that the uh the democrats were all supposed to be for the little guy right yeah that's what they say and it's what they do that proves the other it proves it otherwise i thank you for bringing that up tonight sean uh good call 800-259-9231. So it's frustrating watching all of this happen. But the most frustrating part for me, Gardner, has been uh, has been the reaction of the people that are being targeted by this. Instead of standing up on and standing on principle and saying this is wrong what you're doing, a lot yes. of people will say, well, you know, I don't mind regulations. Regulations are good. They help people. But you, 
why do you have to regulate my business so much? Why yeah. can't you just regulate these other people? These are the these are the people that should be regulated, not me, not my business. My business is too important. And so nobody, there are so few people in America, so few, that will actually stand up for the rights of their brother, their their friends, or their competitors even. People will not stand up right. and say anything unless it's them personally that are being targeted. Now they are being targeted, yes. and of course they're whining about being targeted, but they're not standing up for anybody else. They're just saying, oh, please, leave me alone. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. So enjoy those, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go and get all the details, get signed up, learn about the perks that you'll get access to, like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, and more, all at amp.freetalklive.com. Well, we had Abraham who was on the line. Uh, he dropped off, unfortunately, during the break, but he wanted to talk about the Tea Party thing. And I know, Gardner, you'd mentioned uh, briefly your thoughts on it in the last hour, but you really didn't have too much time to expound upon it. There was a story over at Lou Rockwell. Did you want to comment, or should we jump into this? I'll just put an addendum on it. You know, uh, I... I I think it's constructive to have people speaking out about some of the things that are going on. And I just, as I mentioned before, I just hope they don't overlook the local Leviathan, the state Leviathan, that they look at everything in totality. And maybe it's a starting point for a lot of people, and that's good. I mean, you You're know, saying we've people all are come focusing on the feds. On the feds, and that's don't awesome. Don't ignore the local tyranny. Don't, I mean, we're, you know, we got into it because Sam is you know, sitting there, and, and uh, just his story happened to come up at the same time as so many of these tea parties. And I think a lot of the people in the liberty movement concentrated on that, wanted to get the word out about that. And if there isn't as much going on, you got a story like Sam's. It's huge. This is a, that is a big, courageous thing that Sam is doing. And this is clearly wrong, what they're doing to Sam. And we need more attention drawn to it. But... I know that in some places these tea parties were done so that local politicians could get out there and shake their fists and blah, 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 and they've put their fingers in the wind and they can tell which way the wind is blowing right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I'm hoping that more people will take the example of Defiance, Ohio. Government is wrong. That's all there is to it. Period. And once you start to recognize that this government is doing bad things, look at all the other things that all governments do. In order to exist, government has to hurt someone. That's correct. I think there's uh, probably better and worse governments. And one of the problems with going after your local government is the Internet's relatively easy to use. It's convenient sitting right in your house. And you can whip people up on a national scale um, because they're all dealing with the same issue across the nation as Mm -hmm. far as the national government. However, if you try to whip somebody up in, uh, you know, you're you're in California and they're banning bottled water and I'm in uh New Hampshire and somebody wants to change a zoning law there's not a lot of uh you know cross you know there's not a lot of interest there so mm-hmm. that's one of the difficulties is 
the different ways that one has to connect with people in order to stand against local governments. Well, I know that at this time, uh, things are so precarious economically. Uh, there might be a period where, because of all the liquidity that the federal government has pushed in there, ranging from the Republicans to the Democrats, they just have different views on what's an investment. Judd Gregg, the supposedly conservative senator, thought TARP was an investment. So he was investing taxpayers' money, of course, without their consent, and they were going to get a return on it. Uh, Obama sees a return. Yes, Obama sees a return coming from investing in homeless shelters and uh, welfare for children and Medicare. It's just so insulting to real investors when these government people use that term because when you're investing – you're taking a risk with your own finances. When you're investing in something, there's a chance that you could lose it all. Yes. But when the government uses that term, what they mean is they're taking money they stole and spending it on whatever they think is uh, you know, good to spend it on. Usually it's their buddies in industry and that'll get sweet government contracts or whatever. And of course, even if what they spend that money on does end up, for whatever reason, bringing more money back into the system and try to find me an example of yeah. government doing that. <laughs> find that yeah. happening even somewhere if, in even, real life. Even if that were to happen, you... The individual who actually paid for the investment yes. will not see any no return. Way. And so what I think what I think is going to happen is clearly the, the only way that they can pay for all this is either through raising taxes, selling treasury bills, or through monetizing the debt. That's those are the only ways they can get the money to do this. And they're they're already monetizing the debt. The Fed is starting to buy the T bills now. The long-term treasury notes. So the, not to get too too Byzantine on the economics of this, but I think what we're going to see over the next uh, two years or so is there's going to be a, a sort of flattening out of the downturn for a little while. Mm-hmm. And these artificially high prices are going to stay up where they are for a little while on houses and so on. We'll st- see unemployment sort of leveling off a little bit. And then once this inflated this inflated capital starts to work through the system, it's all hell's going to break loose. It's going to be awful. And... Um, Jason Osborne, uh, the you know P- from Sakel. PhD, yes, uh, Sakel, CAI in economics, Austrian economics, and yes. you know I hope he's wrong. He said, uh, the, uh, "Let me quote: We are screwed." Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what Ryan McMahon silver and gold. You got it. Here's what Ryan McMahon has to say over at Lou Rockwell about his observations of these tea parties. He says, as I wandered through the crowd of the Denver Tea Party protest last week, I was struck by just how paper thin is the movement's opposition to government power. The Tea Party movement is clearly a conservative movement in its membership and core philosophy, and therefore it's not surprising that many of the very same people who now loudly claim to oppose government spending and taxation were the very same people who for the last eight years had been cheerleaders for one of the most profligate administrations in American history. And yet here they are at the Tea Party pretending to be principled opponents of government power. Indeed, the existence of the Tea Party events only raises the question of why such events hadn't been organized at some point during the Bush years. After all, for the last eight years, the government has spent record sums of money, and all the time, the national debt barreled toward $10 trillion. Unfortunately for this column, I was too polite to ask any of the protesters like questions like, how exactly is it that you just suddenly realize that tax rates are high and that government spending's out of control? Or perhaps this question, I like your little sign that says stop the spending. How about we save hundreds of billions immediately by bringing all the troops home? Yeah. Yeah. For a conservative, of course, the answer to that last question is always no. 
Yeah. Uh, spending yeah. taxpayer money is always fine as long as it's spent on killing foreigners. The real reason that conservatives have suddenly discovered a distrust of government, of course, is that they're out of power. It's not as if the deficit wasn't outrageously large last year, and it's not as if the Bush administration wasn't outspending even the LBJ administration on all its pork projects, endless wars, and prescription drug programs for eight long years. The GOP, the party extolled by conservatives every two years as mankind's last great hope for civilization, racked up deficits and spent sums of money far greater than ever suggested by Clinton or Carter. And yet now all of a sudden conservatives turn out and would have us believe that they're opposed to big government. For those of us who remember the Clinton years, the faux libertarianism proffered by the conservative movement these days is a depressing reenactment of the anti-government populism that was common during the 90s. It's just what we said would happen all over That's again. Right. The right. same old talking points yep. coming back out and they're going to fool a whole bunch of people again. Anyway, he continues. He says, back then... Prominent- well, where else do they have to go, Ian? Imagine you're unwilling to pick up and move for the Free State Project. Yeah. You've got nothing. You really don't... Um, you, you know, I mean, you're, you're pol- unwilling to move. Yeah. You're unwilling to point. say no. You're unwilling to yeah. disobey. you got nothing. <laughs> Your politics basically are, you know, amount to repeating what you hear from the radio, which I've got to admit... That's how what my politics were at one point. I mean, I knew I was a conservative or whatever, and I, I, I certainly believed what they said, but I got most of my talking points from Rush and those kind of shows, and that's what I enjoyed listening to, and that's what I would berate my friends that were liberals with. And that's why he sells, he's, for God's sakes, uh, Rush sells these uh, like some book or something, some newsletter on how to defeat the liberals with your talking points. Mm. It's, it's sad. What, are these, what do those people have? What are they willing? They're not willing to do anything. They're never going to get smaller government. He points out that, and I'm going to have to skip most of the, uh, the rest of the story here down to the bottom, but you can go to LouRockwell.com to read the whole thing. He just nails uh, the people at these tea parties. Who's the author again? Awesome. Uh, author is Ryan McMakin. Anyway, he says that uh, egged on by conservative talk show hosts, the conservatives who believe the country is being taken over by Muslims and illegal aliens have done what they've always done. They've made the centerpiece of their campaign the ever-popular and libertarian issue of tax cuts and small government. Conservatives have been doing this since the 50s. In order to enhance the popularity of their cause, they pretend to be the ideology uh, ideology of low taxes and decreased spending, espousing the many benefits of austere government. Then as soon as they're in power, they quickly forget about all the ideals of small government and focus on what really matters to them. Nationalism, war, and doling out the spoils of political victory to their buddies. Now, wait a minute. Um... Republicans, I won't disagree with the nationalism and um, doling out to buddies because I don't know enough. I would just assume that that's true. But um, the wars prior, you know, prior to Reagan were all started by Democrats. But in their inconsistency on these issues, or their inconsistency, is embarrassingly obvious. And for those of us who can remember the last time the conservatives pretended to oppose big government, we'll just unhappily wait for the next time a Republican is in office and all the conservatives suddenly realize that big government is fine. As long as it's their guy that's in charge. And we are done for tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low.
When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712.